Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. It's Manchester Derby Day, there's two hours to kick off and I'm walking up to Old Trafford. It's been a rainy weekend but the, the, the rain has stopped. It's actually a very pleasant and mild Manchester morning. Um, on the banks of the Manchester Ship Canal. I'm just walking past Sam Platts now, just chat to Webby for a minute, who's one of the doormen here. What's the mood like inside the pub today? It's good at the moment, uh, confidence up, everyone's happy. A couple of City fans have tried to come in with... Uh, what did you say to them? Not said, hey boys, not allowed. It was, all, it was all right to be honest, it was chanting arm early doors. How do you know they were blues? Ben Sherman shirts, give yeah. it away straight right. away, and the inflatable bananas under the arm, so... We got told to move on. It was all right, really. Like, but we went over to. Uh, we always send them to the line by the bet. But the manager there hates us. You, you went to um, Salford City yesterday. They've reached the FA Cup first round. They have, yeah. And I've just shown you the goal. And what a goal to win a cup side. A thousand uh, there. A thousand plus. Uh, Gary Neville was happy. I might get it's Gary going, on this podcast actually. Yeah, get him on it because when the goal went in, it was good. It was nearly like the scenario of when Scholes just scored the last minute winner at City, and he put a big, big kiss onto his lips. Uh, they were very excited about the goal. So was the Salford fans. And uh, let's hope they get a decent draw. I'm on a ball 55. So hopefully get a spinning size and get a few quid. Your pub is hammered here. There's queues to get in. The atmosphere's building. What time will people leave? Some of them as close to possible as kickoff. Just you know, get a beer no, down about the net. Twenty to kick off. Right. Mass, uh, mass majority leave. Uh, some five minutes before the end, and then obviously depending on the result, it'll be this busy full t- uh, after the game. And if United lose, and we won't lose. But if they do, very quiet. Yeah, people just don't come back in. The people come in for a drink, let the traffic go, but it'll be a, it'll be a sad atmosphere, which we, we've got a few times under Moyes. Uh, last year, after the derby, it was bouncing. You can see it now, the lads are up for it, and we're well over two and a half hours before kick-off. I'm going to walk towards the ground, I'm going to keep talking. Thanks for your time, maybe see you later. So you can hear the noise in the background. I love derby days, I've always loved derby days. I think fans of every football club in the world will tell you the same thing. I went to... Blackburn Rovers against Burnley yesterday and even though I don't support either of those teams, although Burnley fans thought I was a Blackburn fan were giving me, hello, you okay, you alright um, it, it was a buzz and it's always a buzz uh, on Friday night I should mention I went to the 25th anniversary function of MUDSA, Manchester United's Disabled Supporters Association uh, I, I flew back from Moscow, turned up late to see Brian Robson talking there were 600 people there inside Old Trafford, the Manchester suite, including Sir Alex Ferguson, David Gill, um, loads of former players. I mentioned Robson, Quinton Fortune, Paddy Crerand, Martin Buckham. It's an excellent organisation. I know we've featured them on the podcast before, and they, they, we've always found them very interesting. I spoke to loads of United fans who go home and away. Um, they've got a specially adapted bus which allows for wheelchairs. Uh, a friend of mine was speaking to Sir Alex Ferguson and said, Fergie, how are we going to go on in the derby at the weekend? And he opined that he thought United would win because City didn't have Aguero. And you'll be listening to this after the derby, so you'll have a far better idea of the mood than I will, but I'm walking up to the ground and everyone's... Um, buzzing for it, there's a new United we stand out we put a lot of work into that it was a great buzz when you see the hours that have gone into the mag, hundreds of hours of combined effort and then you see people turning up and buying it 
and paying the harder, not clicking on a like or giving it a retweet, paying money which they've worked hard for to buy the fruits of our labour and it's going really well, it's going well this season, I've said that before on the podcast, just going past some sellers with the selling half and half scarves. Um, I'm not a fan, I don't know anyone who is a fan, but they're very, very popular, which says a lot about football fans these days. You get a lot of tourists going to games, not just at Old Trafford. I watch Barcelona frequently. I see exactly the same thing there, although they don't have half and half scarves because there's no point wearing a scarf half the time in Spain. Just walk past some of the tickets out saying, any spare tickets? Tickets will go for a lot of money today, hundreds of pounds. That's a face value. Later on, I'm just talking. Um, there's people trying to vie for your attention. Hello, mate. Nice to see you. Hi, fella. Steve. You, for me in the magazine. Steve Owen. This is um, recording the podcast now, Steve, so I can speak to you. <laughs> Steve Owen is, is a Stretford lad who's in They Bleed Red, White, and Black. Old, Old Trafford. Last month, Old Trafford lad. My mum would tell me off for confusing Stratford with um, Old Trafford because she's an Old Trafford girl as well. Um, what, what do you think ahead of the derby, Steve? I'll be happy until I get a ticket. Ain't got a ticket ever. Have you not? No. So, what are your plans to get a ticket? How do you aim to get one? You know a lot of people. You've I'm been stood, got the game for years. I'm stood on the corner of McFerguson Way, going back to me old ways, trying to do a bit of buying and selling, like the old, old days, and it's not happening. So, you're asking people for tickets? Yes. And everyone's, mi- everyone's middle class with half an hour scarf. Just been talking about that. And it's doing me fecking heading. I was going to swear. And it's um, driving me mad. Why have you not got a ticket? Have you not got a season ticket? No. Because you just, you just... I don't believe in all that season ticket stuff. So I'm a red hat. For years and years. You've never had a season you, ticket. You, never. And you, well, I've seen you, you all that. around the world. That's it. Any spare tickets, anyone? One of the first times I saw you, you, you took all your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> And you can, you can sue me if this is factually incorrect. It was on a pre-season tour in Norway, and I was in a ferry crossing a field with you. There were all these middle class, if you want to talk about the middle class, very welcoming Norwegian people who were very curious. Ah, oh, you've come from England, you're watching Manchester United. And you took your clothes off and started dancing on the roof of the hire car. Is that true or not, Steve? That's a bit true, that. It'd be drunk and stupid. It was brilliant, though. Brilliant. And I remember... Laughing that much that it hurt your stomach, <laughs> and I was thinking, what are these people going to say when they go back? You know, oh, I've just met some supporters of English football from Louis Manchester. Is. They took all of their clothes off and started dancing on, on the roof. Are you, are you hopeful of getting a ticket? Well, you know what? It's the first time any derby that I'm struggling because none of them using me just turned up on, on the day of the match for the ticket. Yeah, I see, you've got you one, but no one. You know, everyone's phoning me up and saying, Steve, sorry, mate, can't help you. You know what I mean? So, so you it's, just... getting, it's getting like the Liverpool game. Yeah. It's actually getting like the Liverpool game in the old days. So you know how much the tickets will go for. Are you saying that Liverpool's are still a harder ticket than, than United? Well, at, than, the than mo- City? at the moment, I got two for the Liverpool game. Not easy, but two together, which is a rarity. But I'm stood here now, I've been here about an hour now, an hour and a half, and... I'm not getting. A, I'm not even getting a look in. I'm not even getting a look in. Keep trying. I will, mate. You know, I will. You certainly deserve one. Yeah. And I without, hope that you without, get one. Without people like me in the ground, there's no noise, is there? Oh, I know. I know. I think that um, I get frustrating as I'm as I'm 
talking that you, nah, that you, that that you don't have a ticket. We've just got to won't we? Uh, yeah, I know, but you should be inside the ground. Yeah. And as we say that, someone walks past with an half and half scarf on, I know. just think, you I just, know. you just, there's hundreds don't, of walking passes with it. You just don't, don't get, they don't get, get it. Get what it means. Um, anyway, but um, last, how's the United gone today? Three, three, two, United. Two mad game in it. So there is um, a palpable Nef- sense of optimism outside Old Trafford. Get I'll leave you to it, Steve. Get a fiver on me on three two. Right, a fiver on three two. Take Don't care, pal. See you later. So I'm crossing over the Trafford Wharf Road now. It's where Sir Alex Ferguson Way meets Sir Matt Busby Way, and the the, the spread of people, the diversity of people is so different to when I first started coming to football um, and it's good, it's not, not, it's not just um, it's good and it's bad um, it's good because when I first started going to football a lot of people didn't feel safe watching football matches you see more families now, you see more females now, just walking past the um, Old Trafford Supporters Club which is busy um, fans going into get into there, they pay a pound to get in there and I spoke to Mr Neville recently and he said that they recently presented £16,000 to local charities in Trafford, it's a familiar cry, that's of United We Stand Steve Armstrong, one of the usual hosts on the podcast um, Stephen, we're recording now been speaking to some characters along the way um, what's the mood been like on Smack Busby Way? It's quiet in it, I think most people are tucked up waiting for the uh... North East Derby to start, so uh, it's been pretty quiet to be honest. We've not seen any blues. No blues? No. Not, not a not, single blue? No, well, it's Manchester, isn't it? No, <laughs> so? Not seen any of them, no, which is probably for the best, because you know what I'm like on Derby Day. So, when will you see blues? I probably when they come in, do, Will they come in on coaches? Uh, you get a few coming past yeah. on coaches. What tends to happen is they, they, they tend to pull up here and then start mouthing all kinds of Munich stuff, um, like they do. So, uh, from but a yeah. coach? Yeah, from a coach behind, behind windows, yeah. I saw a load of that yesterday. I was getting loads of abuse from, from Burnley fans from behind the coach, being cute, yeah. accused of being a Blackburn bastard. Go to, go to a dentist, you scruffy Blackburn tramp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, like, you're I, shouting at me from a bus. You don't even know me. I have a, I try and amuse myself by seeing which, which of their buses has the cleanest windows that have been licked continuously for the whole journey down. So. How do you think United will go on today? Um, I don't I don't care who you play at home, you should always set out to win and I don't see any reason why United shouldn't win if he plays the right side. Obviously trip long trip in midweek is got potential to span at it. Um, so that that'll be playing on his mind from a selection point of view. Kept said it said it at Everton, so did a lot of people on the podcast there. If he plays under Herrera, Manchester United had a completely different proposition than when he doesn't play Herrera. So I was a bit disappointed to see him in midweek because uh, I'm probably going to make the assumption that he won't play today and, and Matt will but well he wants to yeah, I'm obvi- sure obviously I'm sure he does and he's I think he's done well enough when he has played he's an exceptional footballer and he gives United pace oh. he makes as a different proposition attacking than any other player at that football club so you know, and I always think there's, there's a reason Steven Gerrard stamps all over him last year and that's because he was absolutely bossing that game at Anfield so you know what I mean he's, he's, he's a top top that pass through to Matter's first goal exceptional he's not only um, a good player he's a great lad you know well, it was dead interesting. Well, Palace away last year, it was when um, a couple of our lads ran on the pitch when we scored, and um, he actually ran over. And I think he ran over a lad called Mess to tell him, "Look, hurry up! You need to get off the pitch. The police are coming." Which is just, you know, fucking brilliant. 
New United, we stand out well, today, 250. Is a football fan. Yeah, you can tell. Well, he said he wants to go any away, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And Matter, in the New United, we stand, makes uh, similar comments. We need Those to two lads. Fucking mashed on the bus. They're, um, I speak to a lot of the, of the, of the players. They, they're among the brightest footballers yeah. you would ever meet. They're yeah. also good at football. And uh, I just think they understand the fan culture, which is important. I mean, if I said to Anderson, can we interview you for United We Stand? He won't have a fucking clue what it was. Although maybe I'm being unfair on him because I'm hoping to interview him in Brazil in, in February. But matter. Don't, don't, don't offer to pay the bill in whatever restaurant you're meeting for fuck's sake you'll end up broke and to be fair Victor Valdez is a bright lad as well but it's not going to happen for him at Old Trafford so, so which, is, which is a sad situation because he's a fantastic goalkeeper he's, uh, he's upset the apple cart somewhere down the line hasn't he yeah well by speaking his mind yeah. he's had a big argument he speaks yeah. his mind and he's always done that thing is when when he was at Barca Van Aal probably needed him but you know, have got David here, who's you, probably the best were, goalkeeper in the world. If you were ever who've got who's got Tim Howard just letting cocking up left, right, and centre, or Newcastle, who's number who's number one's out for the rest of the season, you'd be swarming all over that, wouldn't you? But it's yeah. weird. Um, yeah. it's, I think it's. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs. You probably know more than I do, but it sounds like he's been treated pretty poorly by United. He has been treated poorly. He, he loves living in Manchester. I know people. I, I mean, I, I, honestly, I've interviewed Victor. I'm not a close friend of him, but I know United, him. He knows we who stand I am. Out today, I know people who know him exceptionally well, and they say he loves living in Manchester. Spoke to one of them. Live, the, he's not in fucking Boston, is he? Spoke to one of them the other day, and he said he's found a really good blues bar. And I, I don't know of any blues bars in Manchester. And this will go Man, out and Man, loads of them. Yeah, yeah. Don't think he meant he ain't city. Um, and I know of another story of, the, of a, a journalist who came to stay with him in Manchester earlier this year. And he interviewed Valdez one day and David Silva the next day. And Silva gave him a piece of city training gear. And this lad then went to watch United at Cambridge away. He was in a pub wearing this top that David Silva had given him. And he gets clocked straight away by lads coming up to him saying, you can't be wearing that in here, mate. You're going to get filled in. And he said, he said what? Brilliant. Phil, you're going to get... You're gonna, just fucking take it off now, mate. We're telling you kindly. Where are you from? Uh, you he said, I'm from uh, Barcelona. And one of them um, asked him if he knew me. And he said, yeah, yeah, no Andy. And anyway, he took the top off. All right, mate. You're right. Enjoy your mag. Stamped, put it on the floor. And he said they stamped on it. They threatened to set a light to it, but they didn't. But Quite he was right. looked after then. Quite but, I mean, what did you expect going in a, a United pub wearing a... <laughs> wearing um, a, a City shirt? But ask, I did laugh uh, when the, he told uh, me Well, you, you, can ask, you can ask Mac of the Paris Angel that. Like, he went into Mulligan's after one famous derby game in there. Two and a half, my mate. He's the only City fan I'll talk to. Him, him and a couple of others are all right, but the rest can fuck off. I'm going to speak to Barney from Red News one second. So, Barney's selling his, his red news. Hello, Barney, how are you feeling ahead of the derby? Um, whenever I doubt Van Gaal, we win. So, I'm not feeling confident, so I hope that reverse psychology means we win. So, I just don't know. You just don't you know. Don't know do you don't know, do Because you go Arsenal away yeah. and think, we're going to get a result today, yeah. and then you get caned. Go to Everton thinking, right, this is it, we're on a flat thing. Going. So, I just don't know. And dominate and he, the game. He, to be fair, he does do better in the big games. So... Aguero out. I, I, it just gives you an. It, it, there's no change in that. But the Fergie mystique of us turning up, feeling confident that that went that well and true. Well, Fergie were. thinks we're going to win today. If that's right. of any consolation to right. you. Right. Um, is this a new red news? Yes, it is. What's yep. in it, Barney? Uh, lots of good things. Healthy <laughs> material. Uh, knackered. Done on 
the computer packed in so I had to do it on 10% brightness as Apple Macs have a thing where they fail after about four years so my head was in pieces and the baby just staring at me saying feed me while I'm looking at doing any articles so but um, still enjoying it here we are selling as we always have done well so. if you're going to curse computers I might as well tell the story that I went to Moscow the other day to cover a football match and couldn't cover it because there was no Wi-Fi so I travelled most of the way across Europe and watched the second half underneath the stand trying to get Wi-Fi <laughs> and I'm looking I just had an absolute technical uh, you, disaster you look healthy considering the amount of travelling you've done this week I just I felt for you when the Moscow train story that it's not we've all been there never never in a place like that but we've all had an experience where you just turn up and you think why is it not on the board <laughs> what's going on I, I'd planned everything meticulously I was getting a night train from St Petersburg to oh, Moscow hello and I got to the station I'd, I'd, I'd left the, the Zenit game slightly early I'd left myself with good time I'd got a taxi I'd bargained the taxi driver down I'd left my bag in left luggage I had my rail ticket in my hand and I was 15 kilometres <laughs> away from where I should have been and then I got on the sleeper train to Moscow and it was one of those four berth ones and I thought great there's no one in it <laughs> yeah. and uh, then three Russian men came in and I thought alright well, one of them ended up snoring too much but one of these Russian fellas I should tell a story he said, have you ever been to Wales? I said, well, of course I've been to Wales, you know. He said, it's my favourite country in the world. I've been four times. Why, what's taking you from Moscow to Wales? He said, castles, iron crosses. It has the most fascinating industry. And then said, he'd been to Cardiff, he'd been to Flint, Conway Castle, Carnarvon. I said, well, I've got a cousin who lives on the Flint Peninsula. He went, your, your pronunciation is incorrect. It's Flint. I'm, get, I'm getting corrected here. And we all have our hobbies. For every football yeah. and a rack, there's a, there's a cathedral. And a, I, I said the hearts, we played hearts in a friend in about 89, and we got the sleeper train back, and I got on, and I thought, oh, thank God, it's just about to go. The berth on my own, that's it, peace. A fat, bald bloke got on, got into his underpants and string vest, and I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those journeys. And he, he went to get on the ladder, arse first in my face and farted and his words were well at least I didn't follow through and I just thought we've got a journey ahead of us and I can't even remember the score of that friendly but the things we do well Igor from Moscow said I snore very loudly and um, please feel free to kick me <laughs> yeah not even to do that me, to us. I kicked him at least three <laughs> times in the night and it did work he did it did stop yeah, it adds to the story and then um, I've carried on travelling and I'm now in Manchester and I'm going to go on to Italy two games yesterday and I'm going to go to Italy this week I'm going to meet Hernan Crespo Patrice Evra go to um, Modena I'm going to watch Juventus into Milan I'm going to go to Parma there's an interesting story there I just don't know how you get the energy though I hope Evra explains his little um, intriguing I'm annoyed about the way you I left United. That was that was left in the air. I wonder yeah, what that's well, about. I know what happened there. He was annoyed because he felt he deserved a longer contract <laughs> well, than was offered, and he kicked off about it in the Beverly Hills Wilshire, where United yeah. was staying in in July of what, last when year. When he came back to visit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he wasn't happy about he it. Deserved a longer because um, he's one of the ones who actually got on with Moyes, isn't yeah, he? Did. So that's he did. You he think did. Moyes would have realised in your small dwindling band of people that yeah. you'd have done a. I mean, I think it was part club policy, right, and what you yeah. also had was um, a belief that Luke Shaw was going to be the club's yeah. left back, and and at the time you could see yeah. the reasoning for that. In hindsight, no, Shaw but, needed a year, but, didn't it? But also, there's an experienced yeah. player can fit in 20, 30 games, and you don't need to use them every game. Yeah. Shaw said that but, right yeah. from the yeah. shot. To be fair to him, yeah. he said, "We should, we I wish Patrice was still here." So are you confident, Andy? At the derby, yeah. Um, I have not got a clue because. <laughs> 
under Ferguson, I'd come in and say, yes, yes, yes. And now, you know, look at, you go to Arsenal, yeah. you think you're going to win and you lose. You go to Everton, you think you're going to draw or lose and, and, and you win. On balance, I am. I think United will win today. And everyone listen to this. Big, big one. We'll probably be laughing if we do. If we I don't, don't. The other side is. I hope the atmosphere is good because it was so poor against Liverpool. Both sets of fans, and obviously we're winning. But you just think you don't want these fixtures just to lose. You know, we've lost enough where the atmosphere is so just like any other. Please don't do this. We need. You know, it just felt like another game that, and I thought you've got to have it. You've got to have that rivalry. We've talked about it, it loads, and the, the subject's been covered in the fanzines for years. But I stood with the Besiktas hardcore in Moscow on Thursday night, and I was I was really impressed how good it was, and really gutted and envious. Yeah. Thinking these well, are brilliant like, football supporters. My, my editorial, I just hope you know don't realise too late. A, we've got to encourage younger fans to Old Trafford, and got to I think United should be making strides rather than saying it's a Premier League thing be the first be the first to say we're gone we're not going to say we, we're no, we support safe stand we're actually going to say right what can we do with traffic what can we do now to do it because it, it, English football is now if, if the average age is as they say 52 old traffic for season to get older it's a logical thing unfortunately we're all going to die off and what comes in our place you do not want it to be a you know this new fan experience where people as we say this, 20 quid to go to the as we, we say this, a, a large, a large BM um, Rolls Royce has just come past us, and now there's a big. But it lonely, you know, it's a natural, it, it, natural cycles, and football is it wanks itself off. You know, Scudamore can sit in his office, but they've got to realise they have to do something. And I know we keep saying the goose, you know, whatever, it'll burst, and it never does. But it's, it's a natural thing. You know, you're 52. It doesn't take rocket science to realise in 20 years they've got a massive problem and they address it. So. So box over. No, you, you, I agree with. Um, I agree with you. Good luck today. Yep, Good luck with, with Red News. All the best with the um, thank you, mate. And I'm going to carry on towards Old Trafford, and I'm going to join with you probably after the game. Ben's here outside the ground. Former United hooligan in his days, long, long reformed character, and now a bastion of Mancunian society. Um, yeah. uh, who's going to win the derby? One nil the Reds. Yeah, with the way it's going this season. Uh, you don't know which team's going to turn up with uh, Louis, but yeah, we're happy. We're in the, you know, we're up there. Look, after what Moyes put us through, we can't be going through that again. You know what I mean? But uh, what would you say to David Moyes if he walked past now? He's say, actually a very nice man. But yeah, carry on. No, I just say hello, David. It never works out for you. I think you held Everton back for ten years. Now looking at Martinez, but good luck to you anyway. We don't wish you any. He's a red. He was here. We'll give him a bit of love. Get get red love, you know what I mean? But uh, any city you... fans been past you yet? <laughs> About three. <laughs> what with colours on? Yeah, they have the shirts on. We don't. We, they won't turn up here. What time's the kick off? Two, two o'clock. Yeah. yeah, they'll get here about half two. <laughs> Take care, mate. All right. I'm walking across the forecourt now. Um, a bit of good news. Steve Owen, who we spoke to earlier on in the podcast, just walked past. He got a ticket for forty pounds, and I don't know whether this is a blessing or a curse it's in the executive area so he got it at about a quarter of face value even less than that probably someone who knows him helping him out which is good because fans should help each other out uh, at face value for tickets and although Steve Owen will be expected to be quiet in that executive area knowing what he's like he won't be so if you see somebody if I see someone getting ejected at some point today and I guess it will be in. So I'm going to go into the, the ground now, walking past the Holy Trinity. And you know what? 
it's full of tourists, people with selfie sticks. Just around it, they're getting that iconic photo stood outside the Manchester United sign, and then they're turning round and getting a one stood outside Best Law in Charlton. I know a lad from United we stand who took all his clothes off and climbed on that statue. Um, but I'm not allowed to mention his name. He got told off because he wasn't very respectable. Hello, mate. Nice to see you. When, when did you come? Uh, yesterday. From Copenhagen? Yeah. Okay. How are United going to do today? No. Uh, I think we're going to win 2 1. You've been going to games for a long, long time. How many did you get to a season? Uh, around 10. You and your home and away. Also. Yeah, and you tell us about the website that you're on. Uh, I built it uh, when I was 17 years old, uh, 13 years ago. Uh, that means I'm turning 30 soon. Well, what's your website <laughs> about? You know, it could be about porn. You're not doing a very good job selling it, are you? I'll do it for you. It's a Manchester United website, the biggest yeah. United website in Denmark. Yeah, You've exactly. done it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Ultra.dk. And how many Danes have come over today? Yeah, you know today I, I know at least uh, 50 people, I suppose. Yeah. And you go to European away games as well? I've yeah, seen yeah. you at a lot of places. Yeah, I'm going to Wolfsburg as well. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> and last question. What have you made of United so far this season? Mm, I, I don't think we are stable enough, and uh, our weakness is uh, Wayne Rooney at the moment. He's not playing well. He's uh, he's in the squad because of uh, his name, and that's a weakness for us. Well, he won't be soon if he carries on playing like he does. Yeah. He'll be dropped. Yeah. Um, and we've put him on the front cover of United we stand today, which is a bit of a risk, but we think we should back him. He's our captain. He's been a good servant of this club. I'm not going to pretend he's played well this season no. because he hasn't done. I'm not going to pretend he deserves his place in the squad. But I would love him to score today. Yeah, yeah, me too. This is the, the perfect scene minute. for him to to really get on the scene and get back to it. Now, now we've plugged your your website. So give us a web address. Oldtrevor.dk. Right. In return, can you bring Helena Christensen? on your next trip from Denmark to Manchester. That's the deal. We've shook on it now on the forecourt outside Old Trafford. It's top man, Casper. I'm inside Old Trafford and with Fred Eyre, one of my favourite City fans. Fred used to play for the Blues and he's wrote some very successful books about football and about City. And he also ran a shop for many years and my grandmother was one of his best customers. Is that right? That's right. God bless her. Yeah, she was great, Mrs. Mitten. Wonderful, the lady. How have, um, you're watching City every week, Fred. How yeah. are City doing? Well, they got off to a great start. Um, five clean sheets and uh, then a little bit of a wobble, which we don't expect these days, but uh, that's what's happened. Um, we've just had the team uh, given to us for today. I'm pleased that Vincent Company's back. Obviously, all City fans will be, and uh, hopefully um, his uh, injury niggles, which have been quite a few, hopefully that's all behind him now and we'll, uh, and he'll show up that defence for us again. Who have been your best players this season and which players have disappointed? Well, well, since he come in, Kevin De Bruyne has been an absolute revelation. I, I suppose people would say, well, what do you expect for 54 million? Well, you know, sometimes we get told by managers when they sign big-name players, oh, give him 12 months, judge him then. He's come in and he's just looked uh, as though he's been here all his life. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'll go for him. Obviously, Aguero is uh, top of the goal-scoring charts, but that was because of one burst against uh, Newcastle United. But you know, you're always guaranteed goals uh, off him. 
Um, defensively, I just think the pairings in the centre of the defence, because it's not been consistent, the same two every game, that, that's been a little bit um, marshmallow for us. But um, they're all individually great players who are at Manchester City these days because we can attract the best in the world. The club is unrecognisable from the one when I was a lad yeah. and certainly from when, when you played. Yeah. What have been the positives and negatives of that? Has anything been lost with the ground getting bigger? I know crowds have surged. No, obviously. Or, or is the brilliant football just... You know, it, is, it is consistently uh, brilliant. It, it's, a, it's a joy to watch. The uncertainty uh, that was a part of its charm over the years for me, that, uh, people would say, thankfully, that's gone. But, uh, we have that here now. <laughs> but uh, overall, um, there are so many positives. And, I mean, the new owners, you know, there's been lots of clubs in the past that's had a big injection of money and not really done anything with it. Um, most of the stuff that's, um, uh, that's been done at Manchester City whilst the new owners have been here has just been absolutely top class. Uh, on the downside, it is true to say, although they're doing the best to inject an odd youth player here and there, but local, local boys are struggling to get through, whereas that's, that was a feature uh, of the club, in, in, certainly in my day, you know, it was automatic, not for everybody, but the pathway was uh, Manchester school boys go through the junior teams, and if you're a good player, you'll get in the first team. You could be a, that could happen to you now and you could be a great player but you might not get in the first team so that's a bit of a downside Thanks for your time finally what's your prediction for today's game? I hate, I'm going to have to do it to you because I hate myself for this I always like to say a win for either side but it's got a draw written all over it um, it's not something that I really want to say but that is what I feel in my heart I wrote a piece finally about Frank Swift this week. Oh yes, and um, I, I went. I went to see Bert Troutman many years ago and yeah. spoke to him about about Frank Swift. Yeah, what an amazing story. Well, it is unbelievable. He's a former uh, City player. He lost his life at Munich. Yes, he did. Um, I went to my first game um, at Manchester at Main Road when I was three, and um, my dad said, um, you know, if you go, if you're a good lad, you'll, you know, I'll take you to Main Road on Saturday to see Frank Swift. Not to see Manchester City Football Club play Arsenal as it happens. City nil, Arsenal three, not much changes. And, uh, and so my very first ever game, you know, big Frank Swift was in goal and we were stood right behind his goal. So uh, I was about uh, two yards away from him for uh, at least 45 minutes of that game. Thanks for your time, Fred. Enjoy the game. Cheers. The game finished nil-nil. Here's the City manager, Manuel Pellegrini, followed by the Manchester United manager, Lou Van Hoff. No, it's disappointing not because I think that we have a good tour in a difficult stadium. I think that we played better maybe in the first half. The second half we lost so many balls that it was impossible to try to create chances. But as a team, if we need to to defend, we can defend. As a tactical game, or mind games, I don't know exactly the name that you put always in the media for teams that come for the draw. It's easy to defend with 10 players behind the ball near your box. It's, 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 for me, it's not the way to do it, but if you cannot find the space and you are not clear with the ball, you must try to do it well. And I think that we did it well. Why did you feel you couldn't find that extra space today? Because we lost too many balls in the second half. I think in the first half, I think we played better than, uh, than United. We came here to the stadium, to, we came here for the three points and we tried. The first half to, to score, we have not clear, clear chances, but we have more uh, attempts that, uh, that United did. 
In the second half, it uh, was not our intention because I don't like to play in that way, but for different reasons, we started losing the balls and United started having a good possession. They have very good and technical players, so you must be very concentrated in defending, you must play with high intensity, because in this derby, normal one or two balls decide the games. Well, um, Kevin, De Kevin De Bruyne is an actual replacement for David Silva's sort of number 10, your playback. Would you tend to play him there out of the league? Well, in this moment, I think we must try to choose the start eleven that is better for for the team. Don't have many options. Uh, maybe uh, with uh, with Kevin there, with the difficult and hard game that we play on Wednesday. Maybe our field, our midfield this, for this game, will not be able to to complete the whole game with high intensity. That's why I think that Fernando was was important there. Kevin, I think that he always plays in the three positions behind the striker in both wings. I think that as every player, they have better days or, or, or worse day, but it's not a matter for him in the, in the position he played. Manuel, did you think it was a penalty in the second half? Which penalty? Uh, Sterling on Pereira. I don't know. Really, I, can't, I haven't seen it again. It was far from the, from the box. I don't think that the referee has any... Uh, an important thing that you think that, uh, that that decide the game. Maybe also also for me it was in, in Altamendi it was very clear for another penalty. So I think it was a good referee today. He didn't have any problem. How pleasing was it to get back to the back to the top of the table, bearing in mind you, you maybe haven't played at your best and you're missing two key players. No, I don't. I don't know if we, we play in, in our best. I, I always read a lot of media that the teams when they have a good points playing away they are very tactical and very fine games. I think that we can do it also. It's not our. I don't like it, so it's not our normal way to to do it. But if we if we need, we can do it. And of course, if you cannot win the game, don't lose it. So one point here is not bad. We continue at the lead of the table and uh, we try to continue the next game to play in again in the way we normally do, as we did in this game in the first half. Sorry, Manuel, what did you say about Atamendi before? About what? Atamendi, you said before about Atamendi. You said it was a penalty or something? It was uh, a free kick, uh, maybe. Oh, sorry, what happened? I can't recall that. Well, remember the last four or five oh, minutes. Then we push. I don't know who, who was his mark, but it was a push I don't think that's a penalty also, but I repeat, that's a decision of the referee. I don't think that this game, both managers, we cannot talk about the referee because he didn't have any important decision to, to both teams. Is that Silver Cross coming back for you? Sorry? Is that Silver Cross coming back? Well, for the moment, no. We must wait. Uh, I always, no, I never want to talk about the injury players, but of course, if you see today our bench, we have uh, uh, Mangala, De Michele, Zabaleta, two young players, and Jesus Nava. Maybe with Nasri, Silva, Aguero, and Delph, we can have another uh, options to to start, another option to make the substitute during the game. That's why we are we have also cliché to defend. But uh, I think that with so important plays out, uh, I think that we must try to continue uh, winning the games that we are playing and um, hope we can recover as soon as we can all, the, all of them. But I think that David has some days more. Okay.
questions for you, please? No questions. What is the question? Rhetorical question. You can answer that for yourself, I think. Were you disappointed not to win? Yes. I'm disappointed that I said also to my players that I cannot complain because I'm very proud of my players. And you can do that at the Champions League, they also, but we are playing the game in Moscow, it's a different uh, situation. And you play 90 minutes and you are concentrated, focused, like we have showed, then I'm very proud. But we are still two points behind, so it's, uh, it's disappointing. Do you feel you the only team trying to win? Hmm? Do you feel you were the only team trying to win today? Yeah, but it, these kind of questions it's, you have to ask uh, not uh, to me, uh, you have to ask my uh, colleague. Uh, you have seen that Manchester United uh, has attacked and uh, they have the right uh, to uh, play uh, compact uh, and they have done it and they have a fantastic team also on the counter attack but we have pre prevent that also <coughs> in a very professional way so I cannot complain only I am disappointed and, and we don't have the luck neither uh, because uh, I've seen uh, on the video that Herrera, uh, it was a penalty, it was, it's a penalty, but the referee was not giving us that uh, benefit. And of course it is difficult to see, I can see it on the video and, and you can uh, see it clearly. That he doesn't touch the ball with uh, the legs of uh, Herrera. But that luck we don't have. Uh, in this season. But I can imagine that it is very difficult for the referee. So it is not a, a big issue, issue, but it is like that. It's not the first time uh, that I see that like that way. But we have to score also out of the three chances. Linkert is smalling uh, two times. But Linkert, I was surprised that he could do that because it was a very difficult uh, situation for him. He did it remarkably well at that situation. But we don't have created so many chances because it is uh, difficult. <laughs> How they have played, so organized, so on the counter-attack, uh, then, then, then it is difficult for every team. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's like uh, the game against uh, Moscow. It's the same, also organized, 
but it says something about the strength of Manchester United uh, nowadays. Louis, there wasn't a shot on target until eight minutes from the end from either side. Are you, are you both lacking something in that final third at the moment, do you think? Now, I have said in half time, we can also shoot fr uh, from outside the box. You, you don't have to uh, combine uh, in, in the 60 meter area because they were uh, like that and they were also uh, all, always pushing up. So then you can shoot also. Uh, try your luck at that way. But uh, yeah, that was my remark also. You can shoot also from outside the box. We had the different situation that I. I I thought, now, you can shoot. Why you don't shoot? But, yeah. Rooney, Rooney seems particularly anxious about that. I mean, you can see, I mean, he tries hard, but you can see it's not coming naturally for him at the moment. How, where do you put his form and his yeah. confidence in the but, Sir, I have to talk every week about Rooney. Why? Because he's a top player and people see he can play better. Okay. Then you have to write it down. It's your opinion. Well, I'm asking no, nothing. I, I don't give any answer anymore about Wayne Rooney because I'm sick of it. Okay, last question. The fact you didn't uh, take shots on goal, is that because of a lack of confidence or are they trying to create the perfect goal to... Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, we shall evaluate uh, uh, that uh, with the players group because I said that in half time. So, uh, that question, I, I like the question because I've seen that also, but we have to speak about that. And uh, I don't have the time uh, to speak with my players uh, after a match because uh, they have to answer a lot of questions of the media also. Okay, thanks guys. So you've just heard both managers. I'm just leaving Old Trafford now with um, Fred Air. Fred, what did you make of the game today? Well. I've already read some of the headlines for tomorrow because we're in a privileged position and the, the word dull was used and the word dire was used. I think that's a little bit harsh, but I, obviously I was disappointed in so much as both teams sort of not only cancelled each other out, but in midfield strangled each other out. You, you couldn't get a chance to breathe in there. What it must have been like to be playing in that midfield. I think if Paul Scholes had been out there today, he'd have found it difficult to find a yard of space. There was no so space there, was it? Absolutely not. Everything was pushed out wide. So, well, as a consequence, um, you know, it wasn't a free-flowing game by any stretch of the imagination. What do you make of Wayne Rooney? Well, I've always liked him, I'll be honest with you. I know he divides opinions. I've always thought he was a, a great player. Uh, I'm not going to mention, you know, his 30th birthday, but he has had already a 14-year career at the sharp end, at the top end, and it is a long time. I hope, um, I hope it continues for, for, you know, a few more years because I do really think he's he's a very, very good player. Um, I think it's fair to say that. Manchester United, it's not for me to tell Manchester United what to do, but if, you know, if they can produce another Ruud van Nistelrooy, Van Persie at his peak, you know, I think they do need an, another out-and-out, number nine, spearhead, even Tommy Taylor back to Munich. You know, one of them. 
what was it, the... it would take so much pressure off Wayne if they brought that striker in. It would it would take so much pressure off Wayne if, if they brought someone in like that. It, it'd give him um, a chance to do the things that he's best at, and that is not battling with giant centre arms and getting cut heads and what he did today, uh, and be able to just concentrate on the more finer points of the game. That's only my opinion. You don't think he's finished? No, no, and I hope he's not. Um, because um, I I don't want Wayne Rooney finished at 30. Mm-hmm. You think the way that he's played, he's left up there by himself, is almost exposed? He is a little bit because yeah, that's a that's a good word. One thing about him also for a great player and somebody who's at the you know he's captain of England, he's never objected. Well, maybe a little bit of a grumble, but never really objected to being shoved out on the graveyard shift as they call it, out wide left, dropping back uh, into midfield, uh, playing up front as an out and out striker. Anything that he gets asked to do, he he does it, and he, he does it better than most other players. So I'd like to think, as a little reward for all that he's put into the game, that there's a few more years in him yet. Thanks for your time. Who will finish above? Who will be the top place Manchester team at the end of the season? I think it'll be Manchester City. I think it'll be Manchester United. <laughs> what a let's, shock. Let's catch up at the end of the season. <laughs> OK. All the best. All the best, Andy. I'm walking back across the Old Trafford forecourt now. Just met a very pleasant family from Bergen in Norway. Um, a father and I assume his two sons who enjoyed watching the game would have liked to have seen more goals wouldn't we all uh, my own feelings are that well, a little bit disappointing I'm not entirely surprised I said at half time when I did an interview that I felt both managers would settle for a draw I'm not changed that opinion um, the Rooney stuff I spoke to Fred Eyre about well it saddens me a little bit watching him because I think he's a good person, a good captain. It's just not quite happening for him. And I don't think it's through a lack of effort or lack of professionalism. And United are still there or thereabouts. I suppose progress of sorts because City were clearly dominant in the Manchester derby up until April. And United can go toe-to-toe with them now. I don't think we've seen any repeats of those six goal defeats from a few years ago. Um, that's it for this podcast thanks for everyone who bought United We Stand uh, today and I'm going to go now to meet the United We Stand lads and I'm going to record another podcast straight away which we'll put out before Wednesday's game against Middlesbrough Um, because we've got enough for this podcast already so we'll do it that way take care and we'll speak to you on Wednesday